back at it again with another one. Welcome to another episode of Gracefully Speaking. I'm your sis Wen and in this one we'll be talking about when to end a toxic friendship. Before we get stuck in, I'd like to give a special shout out of thanks to my consistent listeners for supporting the movement of this podcast. Thank you so much for your support. It helps to make the podcast possible and it's much appreciated. For those listening who would like to be a regular supporter and interested in knowing how, I've posted links to do so in the show description. To learn more, you can also go to my website, gracefullyspeaking.co.uk. I do hope you'll take the time to check it out. Now, let's get into it. I'm going to start with a Jamaican proverb, and today's is Any dirty water cool out iron. Translated Any dirty water will cool a hot iron. Meaning, not everyone who says they're your friend is really your friend. I know in the beginning stages it's all polite and then it moves into sharing thoughts and worries, then it's other things like money and other forms of generosity. Those things are taxing to an individual, especially if it's one-sided. I think one of the worst feelings in any relationship is feeling like you're giving more than you're getting back. That's tiring mentally and physically for the person doing all the groundwork and a clear display of toxic behavior from the person reaping all the benefits. I could go more on this, but I already plan to do so in this episode, so y'all will have to wait. Just wait, guys. All right. So with that, I'm just going to go and get into some shout outs. Let's go category is bring it to the runway instagram pages i've been loving yes it's another honorable mentions and this time of my favorite pages pages that keep me going on a daily in no particular order the first of the category is becky's family kitchen i just love the way she styles her food and mixes it in with her profession which is a children's illustrator who knew tomatoes were cute when you gave them eyes and a smile She also incorporates alternative options for kids' meals too. Being a mom of one little one, she's always finding ways to ensure Mad enjoys every bite. And Mad is her daughter, by the way. Just the first letters of all her names. So she's not actually called Mad. It would be Mad to call her Mad. All right, moving swiftly on. And the next one is the Z Travel Foodie, showing local travel and food in Zambia in all its glory, highlighting the affordability of exploring one's own country and how to make good use of local produce. She does a fantastic job and with so much passion. It's just great to see when someone loves what they do and doing it just for the sake of pure love and have it to be partnered with one of the biggest organizations in the country as well. Now that's just a fantastic representation of why consistency is key. Next up is Zara, a Christian blogger hailing from my home of Jamaica. Her approach is comical, lighthearted, but enables you to see the seriousness in the everyday struggles young Christians experience. I love her guilty stain theory she does as an introduction to every blog post she makes. Really highlights the different styles of Christians there are, more specifically in the Jamaican diaspora. So there you have it, two foodies, but one's also a traveler and a Christian lifestyle blogger. A good mix, don't you think? Oh, actually, I want to give another shout out. Um, And this one is to Sabrina. She calls herself the, or she rather calls her Instagram page, the self-care lounge. Y'all, I love it. She's so authentic. Not that they all aren't, but the way she does her page is just so transparent. I can't explain it. There is something about her as a person, something about her page and what she does. It's just, 
yeah, I can't explain it, but I just wanted to shout her out because I'm enjoying the content she puts out there and our little chats in the DMs. She's just a real pure light, a real pure heart. Yeah. Like I said, I can't explain it, but she just, it's just, yeah, I'm enjoying what I see. Now go find them on Instagram, go give them a follow. I'll, I promise you won't be disappointed with any of them. Their handles, I'll make sure that they're in the description box for you. All right. Now let's get into the honesty box. Honestly? Truly. So there's no read for the honesty box today, but I do have something that I would like to say. Over the past couple of months, social media has been hard to sit and view with all that's going on across the pond. It's not nice to watch and I take it personally. Although I'm not living in America or Africa, I am a black woman and I have experienced racism, discrimination, sexism, and some form of injustice. I am tired of seeing lives unnecessarily taken at the hands of police and people who claim to be threatened by the color of our skin. I'm tired of hearing of men using their status of just simply being called a man to take things that they feel belong to them. A woman's body does not belong to a man physically or mentally. We're not property. None of us are. We're not animals. In fact, animals get treated better. And that's a fact. The black community have a right to live and live freely. Women have a right to live and live freely. We have a right to have a fair education system and a success rate that is on par with the privileged. For me, it was in January of this year, 2020. Yes, 2020. Whilst I put fuel in my car and air in my tires, a group of Caucasian men made a conscious decision to make monkey noises and call me names. I don't need to explain that I was the only person of color there, minding my own business. Of course, other people heard I live in a predominantly white area, but did they seek to see if I was all right? Pause for dramatic effect. A resounding no. I'm minding my own business and I can't even do that. However, over the years, it's become apparent that we can't go jogging. We can't relax in the comfort of our own homes. We can't sit on a bench and wait for our friends to arrive to pick us up. We can't ask for help after being in a car crash. We can't have a mobile phone. We can't drive a decent or expensive car. We can't leave a party to get to safety. We can't play loud music. We can't sell CDs. We can't sleep peacefully in our own homes, in our own beds. We can't walk from the corner shop. We can't go to church. We can't walk with food in our hands. We can't hold a hairbrush whilst leaving our own bachelor party. We can't party on New Year's. We can't get a normal speeding ticket. We can't break down on a public road with car problems. We can't shop at Walmart. We can't have a disabled vehicle. We can't read a book in our own car. We can't be a 10-year-old walking with our grandfather. We can't decorate for a party. We can't ask a police a question. We can't cash our own check in peace. We can't take out our own wallet. We can't run. We can't breathe. We can't live. I am tired. I am tired of fearing for the type of day I'm going to have whenever I walk out of my front door. I am tired of feeling targeted for the color of my skin, tired of people clutching their bags or even crossing to the other side of the road as our paths cross. I am tired of it all. 
You can keep your all lives matter motto because as far as I am concerned, no lives matter until black lives matter. And I am saying that with entirety, all black lives matter. When I say all black lives, I mean all black lives and that includes black on black crime. There need to be changes for the black community to thrive. Changes for us to actually see that our lives matter ourselves. And this is why myself and my friend Liz have decided to put a little project together with an emphasis on elevating and empowering black people in our community. I will talk a little bit more about it now, but things are still in the early stages and this is not the podcast for that. So to find out more or to be updated, my socials are where you need to be. So that's my little two pence on the recent happenings. Now, if you're listening and you've got something you'd like to share, you can drop me an email at gracefullyspeaking at gmail.com. That's gracefullyspeaking without the I at gmail.com. And I'll respond either in private or on the episode. Just let me know. So knowing when to end a toxic relationship, let's go. We love to talk about the heartbreak that comes with losing a love, but we never talk about the withdrawals we experience from losing a friend. The reminiscing on the memories, the summer nights and the road trips, the times you've laughed and cried together, all those years you were forced to leave behind. Friendship breakup sucks, but sometimes they're necessary. Many of us will have to let go of a friendship at least once or twice in our lives. It's part of getting grown. Whether you find you were only friends out of convenience, realize someone is toxic or draining, or notice that someone lacks respect for you, no matter how many chances you've given them, you will find that some friendship breakups are easier than others. I've gone through a fair share. In fact, I went through one very recently. Although it hurts to throw 10 years down the drain, it's safe to say I saw it coming and it happens oh so quickly too. So from my experiences, here are some of the signs that it's time to let go. The first sign is having a disagreement all the time. When you find that you can't seem to agree on anything, all right, arguing in a friendship or any relationship for that matter is natural. But when it's more often than not, it becomes a problem. Maybe you've gotten fed up with something they do all the time, such as being late or inconsiderate. Maybe an aspect of your personality clashes in a way it didn't used to. Or maybe there are past resentments that you can't seem to get away from, so they tend to find a way to creep into every argument. Whatever the case, when it gets to this point, Arguments can get so tangled up in each other, they just become finger pointing, projecting and going around in circles. But your friendship should never feel like a toxic relationship. While other aspects of your life, such as work, finances and relationships can be stressful, it's in your friendship that you're supposed to find joy and understanding. They should never feel like a burden, but a blessing. The second sign is feeling that the friendship is one-sided. Like I said earlier, I think one of the worst feelings in any relationship is feeling like you're giving more than you're getting back. There have been times when I realized I would do more for someone than they would ever do for me. Or times when the friendship became more about them and what they're going through. That when it came time for me to vent, there was little to no moral support reciprocated. 
but a friendship should never feel transactional. You should never feel like you're being used or not getting anything out of it at all. And it should never feel like it's all about one person. Of course, like with any relationship, it's it's not going to be 50-50 all the time, but at least you should feel important, appreciated, like they have your back and like you can seek support through the hardships as well. Third is when there is envy or an element of competition. Envy amongst friends is not uncommon. It's not always as outright or apparent as you might think either. I think a lot of times we like to attribute envy to looks or accomplishments, but it could be as small as something you have that someone else believes they don't, such as a healthy relationship or an aspect of your personality everyone else seems to adore. In my experience, Some signs that a friend might be a hater is when they can never be truly happy for you. They might smile in your face or pretend to be enthusiastic, but you'll notice they'll either seem distant or short. And they may even dismiss any good news you tell them very quickly. Other common signs might be putting you down, pointing out your flaws, copying you, giving backhanded compliments, being hot and cold with you too. If you peep that a friend is jealous or envious of you, run. This person is only going to continue to hurt you. You and your friend should never be in competition with each other. You should be equally rooting for each other's success and each other's happiness. Fourth is when it feels like you've grown apart. This one is a hard realization, but it happens. Maybe you find that you just don't have anything in common anymore. At one point, you felt inseparable, but life has taken you on different paths. Some more signs that you've grown apart may be you've made new friends, your lifestyle no longer matches up, you have completely different outlooks on life, your morals and values no longer align, they act in ways or are involved in things you don't or no longer want to be part of. In my experience, this happens when the friendship originally formed out of convenience or from childhood. As sad as it may feel, when you no longer have common interests, you may find that you inevitably drift apart, causing you to eventually split altogether. Fifth is when the energy is off. As an indicator that a friendship has gone sour is when you are constantly questioning someone's intentions. Although interactions may seem innocent, you find that you always feel bad, uneasy, or unlike yourself around them. This could stem from hoarding resentment from something or things that have happened in the past, such as betrayal or a negative character trait that they have that makes you feel negative, insecure, or like they do things purposefully to get to you. Whatever the case, energy does not lie. You should more often than not be having positive interactions with your friends and they should at the very least be a source of peace, happiness and comfortability for you. The sixth and final one is when it just feels over. You can just feel when a friendship has run its course. You'll notice that conversations feel forced or awkward. You stop making plans together and they're no longer your go-to when it comes to life updates or problems and vice versa. You might even find yourself looking for reasons to end the friendship. In my most recent experience, it felt like there was a void in the friendship. Like there was just thick tension when just thinking about interacting with them. Because of this, neither of us made an effort to resolve anything. When the friendship has become so damaged that you have ill feelings towards each other or you find that 
both of you have given up on trying to make it work, it might be a sign that it's time to let go. Friendship breakups aren't easy and there are times where they can feel similar to a heartbreak. Whether it ends in a blowout or simply drifts away, you're left asking yourself, was it wrong to let go? Should I have held on longer? Would it have been worth it to try and work things out? But it's necessary to let go of things that are weighing you down or no longer serving your purpose in life. And that's what toxic friendship feels like. It just feels like dead weight. So here's a friendly reminder that you deserve friendships and relationships that are loving and supporting, mutually beneficial and bring out the best in you. When they are no longer that, it might be time to say goodbye. Wish them the best and go on your separate ways. You'll be better for it in the long run. And that's it. All gracefully spoken. And that's also it for the season. Thanks for tuning into this episode. Thank you so much for tuning into season two. There's plenty more to come, I promise. In the next season, I plan to look at how we can unlearn a few things we've been socially manufactured to do. So stay tuned for that when I return in September. Taking a much needed break, y'all. Definitely do deserve it. But in the meantime, stay connected. You can find me on Instagram and Twitter at Gracefully Speaking. I'm all about the faith, travel, and Christian lifestyle. I do it to make an impact, not to be famous. So until next time, stay safe. And remember, even when it rains, he rains from my lane to yours.